Hello guys, welcome back. This video we're going to be talking about living like a king for a single day or a single night. I recommend a day so that you can get the most out of it. Um, just a little side note, this isn't a brand sponsor. Nice little vegan wine. It's uh, organic vegan wine, tastes delicious, can't tell the difference. It's beautiful. I actually think it boosts testosterone. So, didn't want to knock it. I actually think it boosts testosterone. So, uh, I'm not recommending to drink it every day, but if it is going to be your choice of drink, then crack on, you know, just find a vegan. Let, let me tell you what it's called, actually. It's the Villiera Shiraz Merlot. It's a South African wine. Really nice. From 2019. Not that exotic. But yeah, I had a glass. It's really, really nice. Um, but live like a king for a day. Now, I've been in people to do this for so fucking long and nobody does it which I understand right because I'm telling you to spend a huge chunk of money which you might not have yet and I don't recommend you to do that I recommend you to spend around about 10% of your income so if you've got 10 grand spend a thousand 20 grand 2,000 50,000 5,000 right and it sounds stupid because I'm always telling you guys to save I'm always telling you guys to do the smart decision to invest etc don't spend money on shit but I'm telling you guys, you will not forget this one night for the rest of your life. Now, I'll tell you the story that I had. We, my old mentor, who I thank to this day, I don't speak to him. We, we're not friends, but we, I guess we'd be civil. But I, th- I, w- I thank him mentally to this day for what he did for me. So he took me and my best friend at the time to Paris. And uh, it, was just, it was just crazy from minute one to the day we went home, which is actually a day later because we missed the plane. So we had to, long story short, okay, I'll run through it. So we get to the airport in Paris, just crazy. It's just like, there's nobody on this plane. There's like, I'll start here. There's nobody on this plane. There's like two or three of us on this plane. Um, and we're just like, what the hell is going on? So the plane is super light. It's like a Wednesday at like 10 a.m. in the morning, 11 a.m. So we're like, all right, yeah, fuck it. It's a nice little flight. We've got like a stewardess each serving us. So we're like, this is crazy. This is like first class and we don't even need to pay for it. The flights are like £25 each. It's nothing. I sit down. I'm reading this Nietzsche book. I'm trying to fly through it. You know, I'm just thinking, okay, it's a fucking tough read, Nietzsche, right? But I'm trying to flick through it. I'm reading through. I'm looking at Honestly, within about 10 minutes of taking off, the pilot was like, okay, everybody fold their trays up. We're going to land. I was like, where the fuck are we landing? In a random field or Paris? What the hell are you talking about? And we land and we're, it's still, the weather's exactly the same. It smells the same. You know, you go to a different country and there's different heat. There's different, you know, it just, it smells different. It tastes different. Do you know what I mean? But it was exactly the fucking same. And we timed it and it was something like 32 minutes. And then it turns out it was the fastest flight ever from London to Paris, and uh, or the UK to Paris. Sorry, I've left my window open, actually. Bear with me. So it's the quickest flight ever from the UK to Paris. And, uh, you know, we're already thinking, shit, this trip has got off to one crazy start. And we just had this massive tailwind which just pushed us there, which seemed like fate. So then we land in Paris, whatever, we get in this taxi. I'll, I'll never forget this vision as long as I live. This is one of the big reasons why I want a McLaren is that we're going through Paris and I I kind of love like old school architecture, like strong, solid stonework. I kind of grew up in my first ever house when my dad was there. We grew up in a house like that and I just kind of love that Parisian architecture. It's, It's just beautiful. And we got to this kind of crossroads 
And from left to right, I'm bearing in mind, my, one friend sat there, one friend sat there, and we're in the back of this taxi. I'm in the middle, so I've got this kind of panoramic view, if you could, in a car from left to right. And the car, I think it's the McLaren that's on the front cover of the Forza Motorsport game years ago. The orange one. And it just went like this. From left to right. And with all those beautiful buildings and stuff, I was like, that will stay in my mind forever. I want that car. I want to drive it through Paris. I want to be dressed to perfection with a beautiful woman on my side with some great music playing. You know, and that just kind of gave me that buzz to begin with. And I'll talk about this at a later date, like the motivating factors for men. They're completely different and we shouldn't be ashamed of them. We should actually embrace them and use them to propel us forward. And I'll talk about that in a separate video. But living like a king for a day. So... We go, through, we go through Paris, we get to our hotel. Hotel is like a suite. It's got, it, bearing in mind, my mentor ran I Like Girls Daily. He was rich as fuck. Uh, real smart guy. Managed to achieve a lot in life. And he just paid for this crazy suite. I was like 21 years old. And we had like, I think it was a two or three bedroom. I think it was a three bedroom suite with a balcony in Paris. And it was big. It was really big. It was like twice as big as the house I'm in now, which was crazy for like a suite. And... um we we just started drinking, started getting ready, you know, put all our nice clothes on, whatnot. And we, the plan was to go and watch Kanye West. That was that was the plan. And there, it was in the Louis Vuitton studio. And there was only 300 people in there at one time. I think it might have been less, but um, has like a capacity of 300 people. So we go in there, there's maybe 150, 200 people. And it's just cram-packed, you know, he's he comes out on stage and it's just cram-packed. Everybody's just right there. And he is probably... By the time I got to the front, if I could stretch out my hand, it was as close as my hand is now to that camera, and we ended up touching him and stuff like that. And uh, bearing in mind I was 21, it, I, was, I was gassed off that. It was really exciting. From going from like a small town in Gloucestershire to kind of shaking hands with Kanye West in Paris, it was insane, especially on a Wednesday night. And that's, you know, most people get buzzed about a Friday and a Saturday. People forget when you get rich, it's a Monday, it's a Tuesday, it's a Wednesday, Thursday. You know, you can do it on different days. On a Sunday night, whenever everybody else is getting an early night, you can fly to Las Vegas and have the night of your life. Like, it's just completely different. And I actually re- recommend this when you try and live like a king, is to do it on like a Monday or Tuesday, because it's a lot cheaper and you'll feel different to everybody else, okay? But do it in a city that's always busy, depend, like, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, okay? So, um... This is all going on. He's singing Wolves and all these different songs and it's just crazy. And he's, he's, he's kind of, I think it's Life of Pablo. He's doing the whole album. So then I just kind of look up and I just see, or I think they started on the right hand side. So I just look to the right and I see Kylie Jenner. I think a few of her mates, I don't know who they were. I guess they were famous as fuck. Kris Jenner, you know, Kim Kardashian, whatever. They're just like walking up the stairs, all like dressed nice, whatever. Just looking pretty nice. And you're just thinking like, that doesn't impress me much, but I'm just thinking, fuck, what am I, where am I? What the hell am I surrounded by? And that just left an imprint in my mind. And we're getting drunker and drunker and drunker, like every minute that goes by, we're just drinking like fuck. That kind of concert ends, and we leave, we walk out, we think that's probably the end of the night, we get in a taxi, whatever, we just drive down to, uh, we just, we're going back to our hotel. Now the thing is, on the way to the hotel, sorry, on the way to the concert of the Louis Vuitton uh, studio, I think it is, I don't know what it is, the Louis Vuitton Hall? I don't know. Um, We're on the way there and uh, we just kind of glide past this place and we look right and it's just like the busiest club I've ever seen in my life. In the middle of nowhere, nothing else going on around it and we're just thinking, what the hell was that place? You know, it's just busy, there's people everywhere. 
So, you know, on the way back, we stop into this, like, all I can describe as, like, a abandoned kind of, like, post-World War II bar that you can imagine from, like, when the Nazis finally left France and everything was left back to normal. It was just empty, but the kind of culture and history was there. It was crazy. And we're just sipping on these... Uh, Peronis or Coronas, I can't remember what it was now, Budweiser's, <laughs> I don't know, I think we were drunk as fuck at that point, and um, we, we were just sat there and we are just like, we want to do something else, but there's nothing else, so then we get in the taxi, we drive back to the next, you know, to the next point, and as we're driving home all the way back to the hotel, we kind of go past that club again, and we're like, whoa, that was, like, that was cool, I think we just saw it, that was popping off, so we get out a lot further down the road, because the taxi guy just dropped us off randomly, when we're making our way back, we walk through this like stone column and um, this guy comes the other way, a real posh guy. I don't know where he's from. I think he might have been American or British. I'm not sure. We were like, what's that club like down there where everybody is? Oh, it's shit. It's terrible. It's the worst club. you I'm getting excited. I want to be there tonight. I'm getting excited talking about it. And he was like, uh, oh, shit. It's the worst club ever. I won't go there. There's nothing. The women are all like stuck up, whatever. And we were like, yeah, all right. Yeah, fuck it. Never mind. That's a shame. But we'll try it. We'll have one drink. So we walk up to this club and it's, it looks crazy from the outside. It looks absolutely crazy. So we're like, we've got to get in here, okay? So we go up and I see big bouncer, bigger bouncer, the biggest bouncer I've ever seen. And I think nothing of it. Fast forward three, four, five years, I see that guy in the UFC. His name is Francis Ngannou. And I shook that guy's hands and I, I'm telling you, I have never seen a bigger man in my life. And he was, I, I fact-checked it, he used to work there and he was um he was living in paris at the time and doing mma and what no mma is banned in paris you can't do it so he was doing boxing and different stuff individually and then he went into the ufc but it was crazy i didn't know who it was at the time but it was the biggest guy i've ever seen in my life and um he was so strong his handshake nearly crushed my hands and i'm not a small guy i got quite a strong handshake according to other people and then he says to us, he's like, no, you can't come in. You can't come in. It's a private party. It's fashion week. So this is how crazy this story gets. It was fashion week. It was a private party for like who's who in fucking fashion in Paris, whatever, models and shit. And um, my friend from I Like Girls Daily, Martin, just goes like this. How much do you want? And the guy was just like, uh, and Martin just counts out 700 euros. I, I don't, do you know what? I don't even know if he counted out. I think he just grabbed whatever was in his pocket and just shook the guy's hands, Francis Ngannou, and went like this. And 700 euros just changed hands like that. And at that moment, I was like, fuck, do you know what? That, that six, that's about 600 pounds, what, $800, $900. And at the time, that used to be a lot of money to me. And at that moment, I was like, fuck, I need to change my expectations. You know, I talk to you guys all the time about the four exposures and one of them being wealth. That was my, one of my four exposures where I went, fuck. Like, money is nothing to a lot of people. I need to up my game. I need to earn more. I need to change my mentality and my ceiling and think that money is easier to obtain than I think. And although some people would say that was wasteful, he had it. He had millions. He had, like, over a million or two in his accounts. He was just like, bang, there we go. Let's go. Let's, let's go in. So... We walk into this club and I'll never forget it. At the time, I was, I, was pretty, I was pretty broke at the time. And I walked in, I was like, I'm the poorest person here by far. And um, it, just, it was just like one part of the club. Then you go down some stairs, another part of the club. You walk through a hallway, another part of the club. And it just got bigger and bigger and livelier and livelier. And we finally walked down these stairs and it just turned into this like open, 
this massive open club, and I remember it was playing Chris Brown and Chris Brown and Tiger. I can't remember the song now. It wasn't Show Me Something. I know he, Tiger's not in that, but it was the, the one that they did when they're racing along in McLarens or Ferraris or whatever. It was a really cool, really cool song. And um, we roll in there, and the Francis Ngannou is still with us. I can't believe that was, he was with us, but it's crazy. He takes us, and I remember just seeing it. it was people dancing. There was all this crazy shit. And he takes us into this bit this was uh, like a vip bit and he was like look 700 euros you're in you get a vip booth so i was like all right fuck it we're in he goes over and he gets these three people in vip and he just p- kind of pushes them out it was just like leave so we got those seats we went and sat down i don't i don't think they paid for it i think it was an empty booth we sat down and then next thing you know he comes over with um or a few people came over i can't remember the guy's name now there was a guy who was like the main host. He, anyway, he came over with these Grey Goose Vulcan Bowls that were probably bigger than you can see my hands stretching right now. They were probably, I'd say, three foot tall and uh, the heaviest fucking thing I've ever lifted. And uh, then they came over with these jam jars. One was raspberry, one was something else, and they put them on the table, whatever. And uh, they said, what you do is you... <laughs> I had no idea, you know. I'm a boy from the country. I'm used to drinking cider. So... You pour it into, you pour the grey goose in with the jam jar, whatever, and you just get this crazy mix. It tasted beautiful. But then this guy turns to me and he says, This wasn't Francis, he'd gone by then. Um, but this guy turns to me, and I think it was another bouncer. He turns to me, he was like, What girls do you want? I was like, What do you mean? He was like, What girls do you want? I'll go and get you some girls, you're in VIP, I'll get two or three to come over. I was like, I can get my own girls. And he was like, All right, suit yourself. And I was like, Okay, look, I don't, I don't speak French. Those three, they're nice. He walks over, he gets these girls, he gets them in within two seconds. They're sat with us drinking. And uh, one I actually went on a date with the next day. And um, she turns out to be an Algerian. She was like an Algerian heiress or something. Like her dad owns like half of Algeria. I went to pay for an omelette the next morning. And when I went to pay for it, she was like, no, 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 I'll get it. She gets out a black card. I was like, you pay. That's fine. You pay. It's a really funny story. Um... But then I remember I walked up to this one girl on the dance floor and I, I went to talk to her and she kept moving. I was like, why are you, why are you moving? Like, I want to, like, she seems interested, but she's moving away. And then I realized the stage is spinning. I was like, this place is just crazy. Like, there's so much shit going on. And some of the women that I saw that night were, like I said, it was fashion week. There's some of the most beautiful models I've ever seen in my life. There was, there were two guys that were like high level drug dealers. Um, or so they said, you know, usually you don't admit it, do you? But they, they seemed fishy. They got picked up by somebody in a Range Rover, a blacked out Range Rover at the end of the night. Could have been rappers or something in, in Paris, but they seemed like drug dealers. And they had like five or six models with them. And uh, these guys were dropping like 10 grand every hour. It was, I've never seen anything like it. And we got friendly with them. I don't know how. My friend Martin goes and buys a bottle of port. By this point, we are paralytic. My friend Martin goes and buys a bottle of port and uh, drinks the whole thing to himself. Brings the whole thing to himself. And lo and behold, maybe two hours later when the club closed and everyone had to leave, which we, we never wanted to leave. It was the most fun I've ever had in my life. And uh, you can imagine at 21, the gas that I was feeling. And we get in this taxi. We're trying to find our way back to the hotel. And my mate Martin's asleep because the bottle of port. He wakes up. He goes, Eiffel Tower. So we got ahead to the Eiffel Tower now, okay? So we shoot off to the Eiffel Tower. We're there for like... I don't know, we're there for like 15 minutes, we're doing snow angels, I'm doing press-ups under the Eiffel Tower, I was saying to my friend, I wonder, how, I wonder what the world record is for the most press-ups under the Eiffel Tower, I did like 105 if anybody wants to go and beat it, and um, 
in, and then my friend's doing like snow angels in the roads and I had to go and drag him out. I was, gee, he would have died, honestly. He would have got run over. And we, we're making our way back. We're stumbling everywhere. Everyone's falling over shit, whatever. We get in this taxi. It takes us like another three hours to get back to the hotel. We can't find it. The only word I know in French is akute. Uh, well, a few more, but akute because my friend keeps talking. I'm like, akute, as in like, listen to me. Um, and then I don't know what follows from that. I just say no, like left instead of right, you know. It was a crazy, crazy fucking night. And then we finally get back to the hotel. My friend's lost his phone. He has to go back. He has to go pick it up. He's running around the streets of Paris at night. We're all asleep. I wake up the next day about 8 o'clock. I don't, I don't sleep a lot. We must have gotten in at like 5. I had like 3 hours. I was fully refreshed, ready to go. And um, I went on a date with that woman. Like I said, it was pretty crazy. I was still hung over, but it was a crazy date. And um, I said to my mate Martin, who was asleep on the sofa, he, he looks worse for wear. He looks terrible, Okay. And uh, bear in mind, the guy is six foot five and he's on a sofa. I don't know how he fit. He just curled up into like two balls. And um, I said to him, I was like, we're, we're about to miss our flight. We've got a flight in an hour. And the guy's so rich, he just goes, eh, I'll book another one. So we book another one for the next day. And the same happened the next day. We booked another one. He's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll book another one. And uh, all, what I'm trying to say, guys, is that whole story will live with me forever. And I just think, and we had a similar one in Toronto when we first arrived, all three of us, same three guys. And that blew my fucking mind. We're in the CN Tower. It was crazy, but I won't go into detail on that one. But I'm just saying that story in Paris when I was 21, and I know it was somebody else's money, but I had to learn somehow. And the way that we had the great hotel, we had the kind of one-on-one show with Kanye West. We saw massive celebrities. We had a great night. We were drinking the finest stuff. 700 euros to get into club. Francis Ngannou was the bouncer. Beautiful women. You know, a great night. Just crazy experience. Great hotel room. Like, all this shit culminated together made me realize, like, how much better and bigger life could be. And you know, like even the McLaren going left to right, seeing that. And I was obsessed with the Porsche Panamera at the time. And I saw like 17 of them. It was nuts. And I just think having that exposure in life just gives you that motivation to then get back to that level and want to live like that. And this is why I always say to you guys, live like a king for one day. Because it only took one day for me to then realize this is what I want to do. And it's like you can see me now. To this day, it gives me motivation. Like I'm making okay money now compared to what I was. Like things are good. Business was deleted, but it's, it's doing well. You know, it's back up to a decent level. And, uh, you know, give it a year or two. I'll probably be, you know, exactly where I want to be. Everything will be perfect. The shirts are coming soon as well, guys. Intro video tomorrow. You know, you can see the progression here. The money's being invested. Got some strong collar shirts. I mentioned them years ago. It's so that you can wear it without a tie. Two buttons undone, one button undone. It will stay rigid. It's, it's going to be nice. I'm going to sell them. They're coming very, very soon. I think I'll keep them about £70. I think that's quite reasonable because um, they're going to last through like 20, 30 washes, you know, if not more. And they're always going to look brand new. That's my aim is value for money. Um, but, you know, the business is progression, etc. But I still look back to that moment and I'm like, fuck, that's, that's still way better than I'm living there. Because I'm sat on my screen working. I'm doing these videos. I'm, I don't have much of a life because I'm committed to what I'm doing. But that still keeps me motivated every single day. And that was just one day. Roughly, roughly 24 hours of madness. You know, from waking up to waking up again and missing a fucking flight, you know. And just seeing those exposures. Like, that. that's all you need is maybe, you know... My friend that night probably spent, on the whole trip, Martin probably spent, so 700 euros, 600 quid, maybe 400 on the hotel for one night, which is pretty crazy. Eh, maybe 300, to be honest. 
And then you think all the beers and whatever, we kind of all paid ourselves, but let's say like 200. Um, we, we had free vodka and stuff because of the 700 that got us in, flights, etc. I'd say it was maybe, with the tickets for Kanye, maybe 1,500, maybe less, maybe 1,400. But here's the thing, if, you go, if you've got a factory job or something, which I've had before, guys, and you've managed to save up like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15,000, you should take 1,500, two grand and go somewhere like Paris, Vegas, LA, wherever it might be, wherever, wherever is local to you, Amsterdam. Amsterdam's fucking amazing. And I truly believe here, if you've got the spare money, you should definitely get like a suite like we did, like an amazing hotel. You should get an escort or two or just ask some women to come with you. Just say it's going to be a crazy trip. Do you want to come with us? We're all going to get drunk, okay? Just some beautiful women that you know. They'll, they'll always say yeah if you're paying for them, right? Pay for the flights, everything in the hotel. If you can rent a nice car, don't drink and drive, but if you can rent a nice car, fantastic. You know, a lot of them just ask for a big deposit, but it's maybe two, three, four hundred for the day. You know, if you can rent like a McLaren, a Ferrari or something like that, you know, and drive around and feel like the man, play your music. If you could pay for like a three, four hundred pound suit or something tailored fitted and then pay for like entry into a club, like two, three hundred with VIP, you could have one of the best nights of your life. And like I said, concert, Kanye West, you can go to something like that as well. Like have a look around, fish around, put all these components together. You're going to have the greatest night of your life. And then you're going to go back to normal. You're going to go back to the factory on, I don't know, Monday morning, Friday, whatever it might be, whatever day you choose. That's why I say to you, choose Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever. Wednesdays are usually cheaper for flights and hotels because they're middle of the week. Um, but what's going to happen is you're going to go back to your normal life. You're going to go back to kind of normal women that aren't, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that girl's a 10. She's not a 10, trust me. Until when you see real women, you realize they're 10. Um, and the woman you thought was a 10 before is maybe a six, maybe a five, to be honest. It's, it's crazy how that level, that barometer changes. But you're going to be in the best car, the best hotel. You're going to have the best woman on your arm. You're going to have the best night of your life. You're going to drink a lot. You're going to just, you're just going to have this so unbelievable flamboyant life. And I'm not saying to do that every day once you get rich. But that little feeling, like you're going to suck that in. Your brain's going to remember it. And you're not going to want to go back to your normal life, your normal factory job, your office job, your nine to five, the types of girls that you're dating, you're matching on Tinder, you know, all that shit. And that's going to motivate you. And that's why you need to live like a king for one day. One day is all it takes. And then after that, you're going to be so fucking motivated that you are going to work your bollocks off to get back to where you were before. Now, I went on this trip six years ago and I'm doing okay. Like I said, guys, things are going well. There's not a day that goes by that I don't remember at least some little element of that day. And I think, fuck, wouldn't it be nice to just have that life every day uh, if I wanted it? And I'm only 27 and it's like, I could have that life for another 23 years comfortably and then go and do all the family shit and et cetera if I wanted to. That's possible. And you just think some of the stories I've been told by some other people. And like I said, this, the night that we had in Toronto, et cetera, it's just, it's just insane how you can actually live and just getting those four exposures and just seeing life for what it can be and somebody with money and how they're living, it blows your mind. And you just plant that seed in your own head, it will drive you fucking nuts until you get back there. And that is the aim, guys. To live one night like a king so that the rest of your life feels so fucking shit that you work your bollocks off until you get back there. And I guarantee you will work twice as hard, twice as fast, twice as long in order to have that life every single day. And like I said, you don't have to live like that every single day, but just having that option, that possibility, 
and yeah, there'll be the law of diminishing returns where it won't be as good in the future. But what's wrong with being rich, guys? You know, if you could find something that motivates you to being rich, do it. So that's my story, guys. I hope it inspired a few of you. I hope a few of you take that advice on. Look, I'm encouraging you to spend a lot of money, okay? If you don't have it, please don't spend it. I mean, please don't spend it. If your bills are low and you have 10, 15, 20,000 in your bank account, spend a thousand or two. You you won't regret it. If you've got like 5,000, 500 might not do it. Um, you know, you probably have to have 10 and above. But if you get to that point, I would say, honestly, just throw a thousand and enjoy yourself because that experience will change your life forever and motivate you for a long, long time.